Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Elk Shape Podcast with me, Dan the Fitness Man Staten. This podcast is dedicated to blue-collar, hard-working public land elk hunters. We preach hard work, delayed gratification, discipline, and staying accountable to yourself. We value faith, family, fitness, fiscal discipline, and of course, public land elk hunting. So come along as we try to educate, motivate, and inspire you to become the best possible version of yourself. Our podcast is brought to you by Wilderness Athlete, performance you deserve. Fuel your body with the best. Use our discount code ELKSHAPE30 and save 30% off your first purchase. We are also brought to you by NUMA Outdoors. Geared for the outdoors, made with bow hunters in mind, built to over-deliver, and most importantly, designed to outperform. Check out numaoutdoors.com and be sure to use the discount code ELKSHAPE20 to save 20% off your purchase. Matthews Archery. Elevating the archery experience. Take a test drive with the Matthews V3 31 or 27 at a local dealer near you. Vortex Optics. I've been partnered with Vortex since 2010. This company is awesome. They're American owned, veteran owned. They're based in Wisconsin. Their entire team of designers and engineers produce and distribute a complete line of premium sport optics, accessories, and apparel. Most of the apparel that I wear while training, scouting, and hanging out around the house is vortex wear go ahead and check it out and if you want to save 20 percent, enter the discount code elkshape at checkout and you'll save 20 percent. new from vortex in 2021 is their tripods the one i've been using in the backcountry is their summit carbon 2 and their radiant carbon and it also has a ball leveling head and it's perfect for rock solid shooting there is a tripod to fit everyone's needs from Vortex now, and it's still covered with their lifetime no-fault transferable VIP warranty. Check it out at VortexOptics.com. Hey, friends. What's up? Dan the Fitness Man here. Got a really good podcast today with strength and conditioning coach Mark Paulson. 
This guy is the founder of Wilderness Athlete, uh, was a strength and conditioning coach for like 30 years, University of New Mexico, played lots of football, signed at the pro level as well as a collegiate track background and has a master's degree in nutrition. So this guy's fire. So buckle up and enjoy. We've got a great podcast with Coach P and you're listening to the Elk Shape Podcast. All right, so... It's been a while, man. I, I don't remember the last time I've seen you in person. Do you know, like, is it, I mean, it's a decade, right? Well, it's been a long time. When you brought up your hunt in New Mexico and you said it's been 13 years, that yeah, that's hard to believe, brother. I know. It's been a long time. Uh, so you're, ret- you're retired, right? Like, you don't do strength and conditioning University of New Mexico anymore? Nope. Left that in the rearview mirror in 2012, and I don't miss it one bit. <laughs> okay man people don't even know the life of a strength and conditioning coach like you talk about long hours and not very much time to go hunting well dan just so you know i mean i've i've drawn tags in unit 16d arguably the best unit in the country and i had one day to hunt i drove down after practice hunted one day and had to come back and uh so yeah i mean it is and it's you know it's really weird is this generation which has so much freedom to come and go and it's a wonderful thing but i didn't live in that world you know i was up at four and home up and four in the morning home at seven o'clock at night uh six days a week sometimes seven and during football season and and i enjoyed it i mean i don't want to sound like someone who didn't enjoy it i had a great time uh, but it is a time commitment i'll say that yeah so you your history, for people who don't know, I mean, I'll give you a proper introduction before this podcast drops, but in the pre-roll, but man, like, you're a track stud. You're a football stud. Uh, I think you even signed a contract with the NFL team, and then whatever didn't, that didn't go the way you wanted or whatever, and then you went right into strength and conditioning. So your pathway to just the sciences behind human performance started probably experimenting on yourself in your collegiate days. Tell, tell me a little bit about that journey, Mark. Well, I was fortunate um, before that, you know, well, when I first got to college, we, nobody lifted weights when I was in high school. And, uh, but when I got to college, I met a guy that was um, a senior in college. He, he went on to be the conditioning coach for the LA Rams, but I was introduced to uh, weightlifting through powerlifting. And so I started out as a power lifter and, uh, you know, had never, never seen an Olympic bar in my life, Dan, never seen, never seen any of that stuff. You know, and you grow up in a town of 400 people, you don't have a lot of stuff, but, uh, you know, I was working on farms, bale and hay my whole life. And so you could be physically strong, but that's how that all started. And I was very fortunate just to meet the right people that gave me, uh, a lot of, uh, encouragement you know and so i'm very fortunate in that sense yeah well powerlifting, then to a weightlifting um when you were a strength could a, a strength coach and i met you you were at university of new mexico and uh, just you're kind of a mountain of a man you're like you're a pretty big figure and you're kind of a a gentle giant like big teddy bear i've never been around someone so muscular but like also just so kind what what kind of Mark Paulson did your football players get when you were in the strength and conditioning room? Um, it's an intense environment. And I believe the energy for workouts started with me. 
and and my assistants. You know, if, if you're a passive, and I see a lot of that, and that doesn't mean they're bad people, but you, you in order to lead the charge, you know, and, and you use music as a tool for that, uh, uh, certainly your personality. And, and so we train really, really hard, but I think you have to have the ability to turn it on and turn it off. And in fact, one of my assistants was always amazed. He said, it's just amazing to watch you. He said, because I can be sitting there cracking a joke, having a good time. But when it's showtime, brother, it's showtime. Yeah, I feel that. I don't know how old you are, Mark, but believe it or not, I'm knocking on 40. And I'll be the first one to tell you, I absolutely love Olympic weightlifting. It's certainly something that um, I probably am not, I've never been naturally talented at, but I've had to work at it for years and years. And I just, I love me some triple extension and I like all the nuances and technicality. But as I get older and older, I'm trying to weigh risk versus benefit when it comes to ultimately, I just want to kill an elk. That's like my main goal. And I want to be really fit. So from your angle, where does Olympic weightlifting, the sport of weightlifting, the, the, the movements, where does it, is it something on your menu now at your age? I know that you're hunting still. Does it ever go away? Is there certain things that you avoid? Uh, Talk to me from your lens. I, I, you could leave the bench press if you needed to, but you can't, you can't remove pulls, hang snatches, pull snatches, hang cleans. Um, That's the name of the game. And as you age, you know, you got to make your adjustments and poundage and movements. Like I don't do any uh, rotate under a bar anymore because it's, you know, I've had nine back procedures and there are things that just, I love doing it when I'm in the the midst of it, but I pay a price packed in ice later in the day. And so some of those things you just got to say, okay, uh, there's a time to lay some things down and you've already referred to that. You know, you uh, heavy squatting, you know, I used to love to squat big numbers. I paid a price for it. I wouldn't I'd do it over again, but I've got to adjust with, of health for the long haul. So I was just asking Mark about the bottom line is I love Olympic weightlifting, but I'm getting older. I'm not able to squat, squat, snatch, clean, jerk the numbers I did in my early thirties. And I'm starting to get a few more nagging injuries. So what do I need to kind of work on going forward to like, what are the majors that I need a major in and what are the things I should probably consider putting on ice? Well, um, I, I've just always been a very strong proponent of Olympic poles only because if you look at the numbers and the power production and which is what athletics is all about when you're, when you're, you know, moving against a, 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 the ground, so to speak, and that's your force plate, you know, all that stuff comes from, from pulling. And, um, and so I, if I had to remove some of the other movements like bench press and incline and, and keep push press and, uh, use some sh- dynamic shoulder moves and obviously squats, front squats, but it all comes together. It all meets when you start pulling and, you know, starting to move that, that bar from, um, overcoming the inertia of the weight and having to use your body in that triple extension to get that pull in. And, and I, I, one thing as you age, the first thing to go, even when you're in your thirties is your low back strength, everything in that posterior chain that allows you to pull big weight and rack weight and get that bar to stall. So you can rotate under uh, snatches and all that. When that, when that low back starts to go, uh, it's, it's problematic. 
So what I've done now is I still enjoy pulls, but I just do high pulls where I can kind of extend and hold up on my toe as I extend through to, to just hang onto that bar, take it back to the floor, maybe to the hang. But, uh, but there's nothing quite like the effort. And it was funny that you bring that up now because I was working out earlier today. And I sit there and I'm judgmental. I mean, I'm critical, which is a characteristic about myself I do not like. But in the world I was in for over 30 years, you have to be critical. You're watching your guys and they're training and they're doing it right or they're doing it wrong and you got to get in their grill. And, and But I look at all these young people that go to these gyms today, they avoid the work movements. They avoid like the plague, the majors, and they major on the minors. Um, cable single tricep extension. What in the <laughs> Sam heck is that for? I feel that. I feel that. And they, they, they walk around the gym and they're doing all these fiddle fart movements. And I'm like, you know, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're into health and wellness, but man, are you wasting your time? Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel about that. I feel like I don't have time to waste, Mark. Like I have a budgeted amount of time in my home gym and I want to be very intentional with my time. I want to do a really good warm up. I want to create some injury prevention. And then I want to do some, some obvious, like some density and some strength building. And then I want to do some conditioning almost every bout where I'm on my back. And that's a little bit of my CrossFit background in there. But people ask me at, at these camps I put on, like, how should I organize my training? Should I just hike or ruck to get ready for elk hunting? And from a long view lens, the, the answer is, oh, yeah, just all you got to do is do sports specific, hike with a backpack, you'll be good to go. But I'm teaching them to push, to pull, to hinge, to squat. And that's my narrative. I want to hear your narrative, like, because you are an elk hunter for many, many years and you're a professional strength and conditioning coach for triple decade. Like, what is the perfect template? Obviously, it's not a one size fits all to be well-rounded and ready to tackle high elevation elk hunting out West. Well, you know, we all have our pet movements and things that have treated us well in the past. And, and, and depending on body type, you know, uh, for, I mean, I'm sick, little over six, four, six, four and a half, and I'm long torso and some things that are very comfortable for a, a, a person with different dimensions um, can be very problematic for me and, and vice versa. So everybody tends, tends to find the movements that they enjoy and they, they, they get results. And I've always told people the number one motivator in anything is getting results. So, uh, now I've, I've had to make some adjustments because I've been affectionately, I call them meatheads. I mean, I've been in the gym pushing a lot of weight for a long time and I've heard, I've read people um, when they put out information about there's no such thing as uh, too much muscle in the mountains or all that fun, fancy stuff. And I'm here to tell you that's wrong because you want to hunt as light as you can, as functionally strong as you can. But me weighing 200, generally 260 pounds for the last 40 years, 35 years, uh, I'm now down to 228. Oh, man. Uh, feel so. Yeah. And I feel I, I didn't get there the way I wanted to get there. I actually had an intestinal infection that. Uh, but I got to tell you, um, I came through that in, with flying colors and I feel so much better. 
Um, and so I'm doing my best now to install some habits to, to keep me at that weight. And, and, uh, but, you know, without getting into too much prescription, I just think people need to uh, focus on, on leg movements and pull movements. And then with the time you have left, do some of these auxiliary movements that you, your generation, Dan, is a lot better than mine with a lot of the movements out there that, that, you know, we never had kettlebells at all. They didn't exist. So some of those movements uh, I certainly use in terms of kettlebell swings, single arm pulls into a, a shoulder press, uh, double kettlebells, just going into a deep squat, into a press. Yeah, some of those things. But I, I just, I would arrange things based on uh, your shortcomings. You know, people love to work on their pet projects, their pet squats. People that love to squat, like I used to love to squat. Well, you, you love to squat. And, uh, but sometimes when that goes away, you've got to reevaluate, sit back. And this is the hardest part for people. You have to honestly evaluate what your strengths and weaknesses are in athletics. If we're getting our butt killed in the trenches, then we're, we're, we're not lower body strong uh, to some degree, not upper body strong either, but you have to look at all these things. And, and again, you know, on, after a football game, the, the Sunday is spent in a film room where you're looking at everybody at every position on every single rep and evaluating them. And you can't lie to yourself because if you lie to yourself as a coach, you're going to get beat 60 to nothing and you're going to lose your job. So you have to be brutally honest about your shortcomings as a team and as an individual. So I guess my, my message to people that are listening to this is, is uh, yeah, evaluate yourself. Maybe you're going to have somebody else evaluate you on your strengths and weaknesses, but don't spend an inordinate amount of time on things that just don't matter. They really, you know, too much forearm curl work. Really? I mean, you really think that's going to be the limiting factor is your forearm strength, uh, uh, unless you're incredibly weak there. But, uh, and, you know, if you're an archery hunter, forearm strength is pretty darn important. So I don't mean to blow that out of the water but you know what i'm saying dan evaluate where you are and incorporate the movements that that you really need to and then like you said my single greatest movement is putting on a weighted pack and hitting the mountains you know uh, it, probably starting in uh, mid-june when i start putting on some miles mm, i feel that yeah so to not sugarcoat what he just said there folks like find your weakness or weaknesses and make them your strength um, a good formula for me might not be the, a good formula for you, but I can certainly tell you I if I just ran and that's all I did to get in shape and then maybe hit some bicep curls and beach muscles, I would not be the type of elk hunter that I am today. I'm good at running, so I don't spend a lot of time at running. I'm pretty weak at pulling and I am always have been, and so I spend a lot of time pushing, pulling, hinging doing complex movements and I think there's a there's a handful of people out there that are under the myth that I need to run to get ready for elk hunting and I think running's great mix it up do some long ones some slow ones some intervals but don't leave the weight room you kind of need like this really like balanced portfolio of all these things so that you're very capable in the mountains and you don't and your injury potential is decreased and I think that's what we're talking about here ultimately is you don't want to get hurt and you want to enjoy your hunt and maximize it. And think about 
how much time you had, Mark, as a strength coach, 4 a.m. to 7 p.m., and then you're on the sidelines on Saturdays when the football team's playing. You're not out there elk hunting. And so when you do get a chance to find the elk hunt, you certainly want to be able to give it everything you got and then some. And I think that's the same for our listeners is they they probably have a week or two weeks tops to go elk hunting and they don't want to I don't want them to squander a second. I want them to enjoy every, get all the juice out of the squeeze of the hunt. Well, and part of that, Dan, is um, you, know, you mentioned interval training before I forget. I, I love intervals. You know, again, I'm I used to love to run as a younger man, but you know, I, with, with back surgeries and I have actually had three knee surgeries. So those things, you know, there are people beat up a lot worse than me, but there are things that just don't work. But if I can find a hill or uh, go out on some grass fields and do some hundred meter repeats or uh, what I call goalposts down around the goalposts and back 250 yard repeats with good recovery, um, that, that to me, I really enjoy because I like moving faster than I do plotting. It, it's not as stressful on my joints. Uh, it, I'm more fluid. It's more athletic. You're going to suck air a little bit more, you know, if you press it. But I, I, I've always uh, enjoyed intervals. And then as it, as it comes to recovery, you know, you can only train as hard as you recover. You can only hunt as hard as you recover. And people that don't pay enough attention to um, their diet, uh, their nutrition, uh, not only when they're training, but in the field. You know, you come back from a morning hunt where you, you put in eight miles and you just sit down and, and do nothing as opposed to getting something in your system for your glycogen stores and get everything back up and running and up to snuff. So, you know, you pay attention to those little things uh, during the year and then you, you take those same habits into the field. I agree. You, you basically alluded to have a purpose for every pound on your body if you're serious about Western hunting. I'm all about like sustainability and like low trajectories, Mark. Like I want people to get the results, but keep the results. And I've never seen anybody in my career, like get fast results and hold on to them for very long. Um, so now that we're recording, it's March and we got five months and three weeks till September. What's a good, like, say I'm, say I'm 30, 50 pounds overweight and I want to get I want to enjoy September to the, like, what's a good benchmark to maybe like have an, have a big goal, but maybe have little small, small goals along the way that check in. And ultimately my goal is to keep the weight off and make like permanent lifestyle changes from your, from your angle. What's a good advice for people to get, like to help them set better goals for themselves? Well, number one would be pay more attention to what you stick in your pie hole because I heard this one time when I was younger, Dan, and uh, Sylvester Stallone, who was doing the First Blood or those movies he was doing where he basically transformed his body coming out of the old Rocky series, uh, even though he did amazing things there. But he made the comment on national TV that 95% of his results are what he eats or doesn't eat. And at the time, it didn't mean a whole lot to me. But as I get older and I'm, again, trying to keep weight off, um, it's just vitally important. We overeat as a nation. We just do. We just consume too many calories. We're, it's too convenient. So I want to encourage people to install some disciplines that uh, one meal a day is a shake, which can cut out 500 calories every day. Well, multiply that times 365 days. Um, maybe you have some more soups that are low calorie. 
So you don't have to deprive yourself. It's just that we, as a nation, are gluttonous. There's just no two ways around it. And so that's my emphasis is get yourself, work yourself up a one week dietary plan. So you got three meals a day, if that's what you want to do. Um, if you want to eat the two meals a day, you know, then, then go that whatever floats your boat, but put together a dietary plan of foods that you're good at, you like, you enjoy, and then just repeat them. So you don't have to go through that mental gymnastic every week or every month. And what am I going to eat today? If you can get that ingrained in a system, man, it's so much easier to get weight to just drop off you. It really does. And that includes, uh, uh, for people that drink too much alcohol, you want to talk about a surefire way to sabotage weight loss, uh, drink too much beer or alcohol. And, and I'm not trying to tell people they can't enjoy their life on a Friday night or Saturday, but you can't live like that. You get away with things when you're young. You do not get away with that stuff when you start turning the corner on 40 and get older. So, um, and there's an awfully, an awful lot of other negative consequences to that habit, but just so that's I, I'm preaching, Dan, but that's important as it relates to your strength training. Uh, I, I, I think it's all about habits again. I just think you need to incorporate uh, not only movements, but uh, to me, the number one key that I always preached was find somebody that you can train with that wants it as much as you do. If you can do that, now you're accountable to somebody else. You don't skip workouts. You encourage each other what you thought was going to be a sucky workout, you get there and all of a sudden your partner's cranking and you, he, he pulls you up. Some days you pull him up, other days he pulls you up. But to, to get that kind of accountability, if you have the luxury of that, will go a long, long way toward achieving the goals that you want. Set realistic goals to be sure. Uh, now at my age, I do more what I call muscle presses. I I uh, lifting heavy weight, uh, whether it's squatting, benching, shoulder pressing, any of that stuff, pulls from the floor. I've had to redirect my mind to volume, and which now I'm going to be sucking air a little bit more, but I don't beat my body up nearly to the, to the degree that I used to when I trained heavy almost every day. Uh, I, I didn't have a light day and a heavy day. We, we just went heavy all the time which was stupid. I mean, right. it's my generation, Dan, we did a lot of stupid stuff too. So kudos to what you guys are doing these days. I see so much of it. And I, I'm really impressed with the way you guys balance yourselves out, which we did not do. And we're going to interrupt this podcast for a quick little message from Black Rifle Coffee Company. These guys make amazing coffee here in the U.S., and they're veteran-owned, and they're proudly American and unapologetic. I appreciate that. If you guys are interested in joining their coffee club or picking up maybe some swag, ready-to-drinks, or check out that new Flying Elk Roast flavor, use the discount code ELKSHAPE, and that'll save you 15%. Also, Kafaru International. This is the backpack of choice for elk hunters. I use the Hoodlum or the 44 Mag. You guys need to check out Kufaro International if you are serious about packing out large loads of perfect protein off the mountain. Head over to kufaro.net to learn more. We're also brought to you by Onyx Hunt, the number one hunting GPS app. I've pretty much gone away 
from using an old school GPS. Obviously, I still carry like an inReach, but all my hunting maps are stored and executed with the Onyx. This is the fastest downloading offline maps out there, as well as the most resilient, bulletproof, not gonna crash on you when you need it most. I run tracking most days while elk hunting, and I found Onyx to be the most reliable hunting GPS app out there. Check it out today. And finally, Baku e-bikes. These are e-bikes made for hunters by hunters. This is a game changer for elk hunting as well as bear hunting, checking your tree stand trail cams, getting in and out quietly. I rock the mule. Use the discount code ELKSHAPE to knock $300 off your purchase. And if you do that, you might as well just go ahead and apply that discount towards a folding cargo trailer so you can put your elk quarters and haul them out back to the truck. Mm. Yeah, so recapping there, on the nutritional side of things, plan your work, then work your plan. Have something. If you're not measuring it, you can't manage it. And just start with some super basic obtainable food principles and see how it works and make adjustments along the way. And then on the training, basically iron sharpens iron, have a workout partner, have a mutually agreed time. They're counting on you. You're counting on them. That's going to be hard to find. But once you do hold on to it as long as you can, I've had some great training partners throughout the years. Um, when this whole podcast, the premise is about performance and, and really we're talking about in the field performance. So let me paint you a picture, Mark, because I have a super, super legit discount code with your company, Wilderness Athlete, but it's a one-time deal. Like it's 30% off your first purchase ever. And guys know that it's this time of year is it's important to start like loading up on freeze dried meals and getting your boots that you're going to use this fall on your feet and testing boots and tinkering with your archery. And same goes for, I think, supplementation and figuring out how can I bolster recovery, regeneration, restorative things so I can hunt as hard as I can day 10 as I did day one. So when I'm doing a hunt, Mark, like I'm usually get dehydrated no matter what, especially those backcountry stuff. Like I try hard to pound fluids. So I look to supplement there. And then I eat a lot of vegetables when I'm at home and there's just not a lot of opportunity to eat veggies and get those phytonutrients when I'm in the field. And so let's look at it from an elk hunting perspective. You're going to help me pack my bags for hunting and you're going to help me with your company's products. This is not an advertisement. This is straight up. I want to hunt harder and recover faster. Coach me through like what you think top to bottom um, I should go through and look at and, and consider. Well, uh, really good question. And, you know, I, I have uh, been around nutrition my whole life, but one of my pet peeves are nutritional Nazis who just, they're just over the top. And most people don't have the inclination or the money to invest in all that. Or, so I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what, what I think the average person really should be concerned about. And, and in my profession, Dan, whether it was the NBA or the Major League Baseball, the NFL, all the strength coaches, we all were really big on a high-quality multivitamin due to the lack of minerals and vitamins that are in our food sources today. So, uh, you know, our, 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 our multivitamin is, is always the top of my list for anybody getting started. Why would you invest in products that are for advanced performance when you have not satisfied the base performance requirements makes no sense. So between that and, and I'm a, because fish oils uh, and, and you know, are, are really relative 
relatively cheap. I mean, you know, not much over 10 bucks. And uh, those two together work together. Uh, the fats in the oils help deliver some of the vitamins in the multivitamin. So that's your foundation without beating it to that. And that's very simple. Glass of water, knock that back after your breakfast and you've satisfied. You've done more right there. You've done more right there than 90% of Americans will do for their health. That's a fact. Uh, now, when you get into the hydration aspects uh, and you said you struggle with that, as do most Americans, most people are dehydrated. And that's why a lot of issues for hunters, they don't understand this, that your blood and your body organs are predominantly water, whether it's your brain, your heart, your muscle tissue, your blood itself, you know, can anywhere from 60 to 80, 90% water. And what happens is as your body starts to dehydrate, your blood thickens and we call it sludge blood. And you all know what viscosity is. That's why you change your oil. You want to keep that lubricated. That's exactly what happens in your body when you lose the viscous nature of your blood. But your heart still has to pump that <coughs> through your system to get the oxygen. But you're making it work so much harder because of the thickness of your blood. So pay attention to water, a lot of water. And we've always, and I've always been one to say, listen, you don't live on wilderness athlete, hydrate and recover. If I can get you to take two servings a day, I'm thrilled because that particular product, which to me is the most advanced hydration product in the world, covers not only hydration as it relates to osmolality and absorption, it also deals with uh, recovery, with the branch chain amino acids, with the mental clarity, with the glutamine in there, and with healthy aging. So that hydration product taken twice a day in a bottle of water uh, will really help with not only cramps, which is often a reflection. People think it's potassium, but it's generally magnesium and uh, an assorted issues that happen when you, your body just starts to deplete of vital minerals. So big hydration guy, probably talk about it too much, but I have seen people's performance and mentally i ran in down i ran into a guy at the uh, uh uh the grand canyon fit young man 25 26 years old and he was coming out and he could not get he was about four or five miles from getting out of the rim and he couldn't move he said he thought we we're gonna have to chop him out we gave him one stick pack of h and r and a bottle of water and sat there with him for half an hour and that dude beat us out of the canyon. Now, I, I don't know what to tell you other than when the human body is starved for nutrition, not just hydration, for nutrients, that product is, is just a winner. I'll move on then the, uh, I've been a massive proponent of recovery shakes only because I've seen what happens to recovery and strength gains when you give the body what it needs in a post-recovery setting. So our brute strength product uh, should have a place in camp when you get in from a hard day or when you get ready to go to bed. Uh, mix one of those up. Uh, it's got three grams of creatine, the right ratio of protein to carbohydrate, uh, some digestive enzymes in there. Uh, so it's just a wonderful product for recovery. If I had to pin my athletic hopes as a young person on one product, one, this would be it. I'm almost going to tell you and go against myself, but it would probably be mo mean more to me than a multivitamin when you're young. 
But that product is absolutely amazing in helping the body recover your glycogen stores, feed the muscle, get all the tissues rehydrated, get everything up to snuff. Because I tell everybody, everybody wants to hunt on day one. Talk to me on day five and we'll see how you're doing. And, and that can be a telltale sign. The midnight build for nighttime recovery, pop a couple of those like you do your vitamin in the morning. So, you know, and if you're going to pack all this stuff into the backcountry, it's different than if you're going to uh, truck camp. Um, so you can take in more products when you're camping out of your truck. But, but certainly you want to entertain all these products and consider them. The energy and focus, a lot of people, I mix up energy and focus and hydrate and recover in a bottle. And I put it next to me in my tent when I go to bed at night. Because as I age, I wake up pretty sore, pretty tired, not as sharp, not as ambitious. I slam that thing as soon as my alarm clock goes off. And in 15 minutes, I'm ready to rock the casbah. So, you know, you wait all year for these hunts. You wait all year to get that tag. Don't shortchange yourself on nutrition because it, 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 you'll regret it all year long. So back to you, Dan. Well, I like that. Um, do me a favor. And I'm just putting this out there. I, I think I told Kevin this idea, but I want an elk-shaped branded hydrate and recover. And what it does is it comes in a serving size of 100 scoops because I am your guy, dude, who burns through that product so fast. I have a scoop in the AM and the scoop in the PM. Obviously, I, I feel the effects of the mental acuity, and I'm drinking more fluids because it tastes good to me. Um especially the watermelon. And, you know, I'm like, man, I have to, I need a, I need a Dan size tub of this stuff. You all, y'all got to consider making that. And, uh, whether you do or not, I'm still going to get support you, but, uh, I love the WA recovery. Like I, that's a must. And then the energy and focus, you know, you guys call it the Superman where you mix them together every day for all of September. I have that in the morning, the, the midnight build. I did not do that this year. And I'm wondering why I didn't. So maybe you can tell us a little bit more of the science behind that. And then the other thing is, is what about guys like me that like feel like I can't get enough veggies and I like veggies like your greens is the greens a good idea in the backcountry or um, yeah. So, so talk to me about the greens and tell me a little bit more how the midnight build works. Well, let, let's start with the greens. You know, I, I, I'm like you, you know, the, the, the inability to get adequate, fruits and vegetables into your system um, just due to the volume and trying to pack them into a hunt is problematic. So when you take this product, and I would challenge anybody to look at the label on our greens infusion, and it's just off the charts. It probably is our most significant formulation uh, in terms of complexity and what it will deliver to the human body. Uh, and so and, yeah, and you could bring in a week's worth and it's not going to weigh two ounces. So, exactly. yeah, Dan, you, you know, you're going to see a lot of companies that talk about, you know, six or eight servings of fruits and vegetables and all that fun stuff. And, and I'm sure some of them are quite good. I, I don't mean to besmirch any of those. But I do know that, that uh, our greens product is, is truly a remarkable product. And not only for the hunt, you should be taking that all year long if you're like me. And just too lazy to cut up beets and cauliflower and broccoli and put it in olive oil, add some seasoning and bake it for 45 minutes. Yeah, I do that often. 
but not, I don't do it daily. And yet your body needs that daily. So consider that again, like I said, as you, as you create your habits throughout the year, uh, then it will just be second nature for you. When it comes to the, the midnight build, you know, we talked about this for quite a long time when we were looking at it, because I'm, I'm, I'm just not only a big recovery guy, as you read all the latest literature on recovery, almost all of them, if not all of them, will tell you that your body will recover the most during the sleep cycle. There's just no question about it. If you don't get adequate sleep, boy, you're going you're gonna, to uh, pay a price for that. So this product is, again, it's got a great formulation with uh, 400 milligrams of magnesium, which is what I told you. There are six, over 650 processes in the human body that require magnesium. And obviously the human has survived long before supplementation, but it's going to have to get it from somewhere. And, and 80% of Americans are deficient in magnesium. So the ability to, to put that much in and get it in your body at night to help your muscles relax. When like I indicated earlier, when you start to go into spasm and hamstring lockdown in your sleeping bag, <laughs> that's generally from lack of magnesium. So uh, I would definitely consider that. Uh, the, the arginine pyroglutamate in there, which is designed to help with nitric oxide production. So it, it basically is, uh, it creates a vascular superhighway. It allows the nutrients in it to circulate throughout your body much more readily than if that nitric oxide is not present. It's, I guess if I were to give you a visual, Dan, it's like taking, you know, you take a um, garden hose outside in the wintertime, it's just like a rock. And as it warms up, it softens up and it becomes very pliable. That's what happens with nitric oxide production. And, and so that's very significant. We put 1,500 milligrams of uh, the highest grade arginine there is. There are multiple grades of nutrients. Most people don't know this. Uh, like, for example, multivitamin, you got uh, food grade, human grade, uh, pharmaceutical grade. And so, you know, we, in all of our products, we use the highest quality of nutrient available. Uh, the fenugreek extract, which I know Rich Schreckenbach, our formulator, was really big on that. If you want to research fenugreek and what that does to help your muscles recover at night and get you ready for the, the next day. So it's, it's, it's uh, I probably don't need to beat it to death, but it's got maca and ornithine. And it's just a really neat product that once people use it, they one product they tend to be hooked on the rest of their life. They just really enjoy it because you're going to just get so much better rest. And when you're in the woods like that, um, you need all the rest you can get. Yeah. I'm going to give that a go this year for sure. Without a doubt. Um, I stack a lot of hunts back to back. I don't get a lot of sleep and uh, I do truck hunt a lot. I don't spend a lot of time backcountry hunting. The reason why I just very mobile, I bounce from trailhead to trailhead, unit to unit. Um, if it's daylight, I'm hunting. And if it's dark, that's my time to make moves as far as finding new elk or covering new ground and moving camp. And uh, it's a, I, I teach that style of elk hunting because that's sometimes what it takes on these high-pressure public land elk hunts is you just got to be mobile. Um, the green infusion is definitely uh, a staple. It's going to be a staple. It doesn't weigh nothing. But um, – Tell me about, and this will probably be the last products we talk about before we start getting into some some more like exercise physiology questions, but the packout bar and the packout bite. First off, how much cocaine is in the packout bite? Because that thing is like so good. 
And then like what separates those from say just your average run of the mill bar, because you guys are hunters, you're making stuff for outdoorsmen. Um, what is the separators on those, those basically meal replacement bars or protein bars? Well, it, it goes back to what I said earlier. It's almost always Dan about the quality of the raw materials. I like label readers. You like label readers, but labels can be misleading. And so to me, it's always going to be in the results of the products that you use that are going to tell you if this product is legit or not, you know, and uh, I, I, I have to defer to the website in terms, because I know we've changed some of the recent formulations on the, the sheer amount of protein and the bites. So I don't have that at my disposal right now, but if you, you could look that up and let your people know, but you know, sometimes a bar is, is too much. And the bites are exactly what you need just to stop and pause and get a few calories into your system. But the energy that is provided by the calories that you put in the bar is what you really want to measure. And uh, uh, Rich does a great job of making sure we maximize the uh, energy to calorie ratios on that. Um, yeah, it's 100 cals. It's got 5 grams of fat, 12 grams of carbs, 4 grams of total sugars, seven grams of protein so it's pretty energy dense yeah very energy dense and and you can find some that uh might read a label better than that but the, the way that your body receives it um may not be as efficient let me put it that way uh but you know i i would think if you were to take you know a handful of pack out let's say seven let's say you're, you're going to pack in for seven days all the products that we've talked about, including pack-out bars, would not weigh two pounds, you know, if you were to pack them into base camp, you know, when we basically go in the first time to set up base camp. So, you know, two pounds of high-quality nutrition, uh, because there's not a whole lot of high-quality nutrition in freeze-dried foods. Uh, we get through it, um, but in order to supplement that with some stuff that really does have all the vitamins and minerals that you need uh, would really make your hunt much, much more enjoyable. And, and I might add safer when you start to fall apart physically um, you start to fall apart mentally and things can really go South in a hurry. If you put yourself in a, a deficiency state nutritionally. Yes, I feel that. Well, I have to ask you some questions that um, I think you'll appreciate, but I know you're a strength and conditioning guy, deeply rooted, high degree of education and experience. So I'm going to take advantage of this, Coach P. You are a strength coach, but you are a psychologist. You are a counselor. And I want to talk about this motivation going that leads up to September and how to get more juice out of life and how to leverage elk hunting to create more personal development and discipline. So you have your athletes rolling in and you're training teams and you got all the teams and it's on your shoulders. There's guys that show up and gals that show up and they're just having an off day. And you recognize that like, so I guess my question is, is like motivation. I always tell people it's a false profit, but people still need help getting motivated from time to time. How do you stay motivated? What's your angle to create more discipline and to make things happen for yourself? Great question, because uh, you hit the nail on the head now with what I did for a living. This was the part of my job that I enjoyed more than anything. Uh, we have a history at the University of New Mexico. We were putting more guys in the NFL than 
Oklahoma in a certain stretch of time. I mean, we were, <clears throat> and we don't get blue chippers to New Mexico. We have to get the number seven kid out of Texas and outwork everybody in the country. So how do you do that? <clears throat> um, I, I always, and maybe you've seen some of my writings, but I talk about the things, the characteristics I've seen successful athletes and their attributes. And it doesn't matter if it's a guy that was drafted in the first round or a free agent, but they, they really fall into the following category. I tell the, the people that are really good are consistent. They're intense. They have a high pain threshold. They have a sense of urgency and they have a vision. And the vision is the one that I emphasize. When I meet with a guy, I can tell he's down in the tank or he's, you know, I would, I would make the case. And I had this argument with our head coach one time because he always used the word, it's my job to motivate. And this is a matter of semantics, but I would say, no, it's not my job to motivate a man. In the words of Norman Schwarzkopf, a man who cannot motivate himself is destined to a life of mediocrity, regardless of the skills and talents he's been given. I can't be responsible for motivating a thousand athletes every day of my life, inspiring them so that they have their own source of motivation. Absolutely different, different idea. So from a motivation standpoint, um, the word vision, my definition is definition of it is that a picture of the future that produces passion. Vision is a picture of the future that produces passion. So what do you want to do in your life? You do have to have something. And at my age, you know, I've, I've, I've done a lot of stuff. I've had a lot of fun. I've had some successes, a bunch of failures, but I've got to motivate myself. And so uh, hunting is, has been my principal source of motivation because I don't want it to end. I don't want this game to end. It's going to end. The question is when, I mean, how many more hunts do you want to go on coach B? How many more backpacking trips with my wife or my grandchildren do you want? You know, I can lay in bed. I can be as lazy as the next guy, but that's going to shorten the amount of trips that I get to make in this world. Uh, not only that, the morbidities that will start to collapse on me with hip joints, uh, being overweight. Um, and when th those things go sideways, like I said earlier, you mentally collapse equally as fast as you physically collapse and you start giving up on life. So going back to your question, uh, you've got to find whatever it is that floats your boat. And I do a lot of it uh, through reading. I, I'm a voracious reader. I wish I could tell you I was when I was a younger person, but I was lazy. But I became a voracious reader because I'm inspired by other people. I remember I ran into Jason Harrison a couple of years ago before Jason passed. And Jason had lost us a bunch of weight and he looked fit as a doggone fiddle. And we were good friends. And we started our companies about the same time. And he grabbed me and, uh, um, and I kind of yanked back and we, we would play like that, like we were going to get into fisticuffs. But I said, man, you look great. I said, man, I, and I said, I, I need to drop 30 pounds. And he got in my grill and he said, then do it. You know how to do it. Just do it. And he was serious as a heart attack. And I'm like, you know, I used to give hard coaching and I can take hard coaching because he's right. When I talk about evaluating myself, he's right as rain. I know exactly how to get my weight down. I was just being lazy about it. So, you know, I appreciate what Jason did to me, meant to me as a friend. The fact that he didn't uh, sugarcoat anything. Um, so that's what I, 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 I love to motivate like that, Dan, and just let people know, you know, um, there's a phrase I also use with guys, life is designed to push you away until you develop the skills to push back. <laughs>
life's not easy. Life has kicked me in the teeth many, many times. Um, I've made money. I've lost a boatload of money. And often it wasn't because of anything I did. So we all have pity parties. But what are you going to do to develop the skills? Because you know what? The world doesn't care. The world don't care. They don't care about my problems. So, and, and if I could, I would also say that when you develop that personality, then reach down and grab somebody and take them along for the ride. Mm. Be an encourager. I, if, if I have a blessing in my life, I've had about four or five men of high reputation that when I was down, they said the right sentence to me. They didn't have to do anything other than say the right thing at the right time. And it totally changed my attitude and direction. Five men, five sentences changed my life. So be that person for somebody else and, and say an encouraging word to them and, and it'll come back to you. Wow. Though I like the last five minutes. That's uh, the best part of the podcast I've heard so far. Um, all right, Coach P, I know we're living on time. Um, I got a couple things I kind of wanted to hopefully get to. I'm just going to go to them now. So, dude, you have 30-something years in a, as a strength and conditioning coach. Phenomenal track athlete. Like I said, potential. Like you've signed contract with the NFL team. Like you're, you've lived it. But you also have a you know undergrad degree and a master a master's degree in nutrition, and I guess I, I'm trying to say this the nicest way possible. But one the reason why I came back to wilderness athlete is because of you, and because of what like I knew the leadership and the found like the founders. I knew that this company was built upon science and people that live it and like were actually strength and conditioning specialists and hunters. Not because there's a lot of supplement companies out there and I'm not naming names, but there's a lot of them out there that are chasing dollar dollar signs. And I, I don't really have a question for you. It's just more um, I wanted to take the time to say I got nothing but respect for you and Wilderness Athlete and what you guys have done for the last, what, 14 years? Yeah, Dan, you remember the dinner? I think you were there when we, we first launched. And uh, so I want to reverse that compliment and say thank you. I mean, you've you've been a great friend to us and and, um, you know, I, I never get into peeing matches with people about their product or our product. You know, we just try to do the best we can. We have the best research, I think, the best formulations, and we give great customer service. And uh, hopefully that's enough to, to maintain and keep our customers happy. Yes. Okay. And lastly, so I always tell people on this podcast, it's in the pre-roll. Like my priorities are faith first, then family, then fitness then elk hunting. And if you get to know me, you, you know, you'll see that. But from the outside looking in, you might think my number one priority is elk hunting because I am pretty crazy elk addict, but faith comes first. And you, as a strength coach, mentored a lot of athletes through, um, gosh, I think it's called fellowship of Christian athletes. And the only reason I know that is because I remember you telling me that several years ago, and I actually did fellowship of Christian athletes in high school. And it was super, super powerful. Just, taking a moment to like recognize like faith and hunting and how I know for me, like when I go elk hunting, I come out of elk season, a better man. And it's not because I'm out there just slaying elk. It's, I get a lot of downtime elk hunting, a lot of quiet time, a lot of be still time, just kind of like that one guy Jesus did. He, he got a lot of time on the mountain by himself. Um, what does hunting do for you and your faith? I just want to come at that angle with you. Cause I'd love to hear your perspective. 
Well, you know, um, like most young men, I, I know there are a lot of things I regret and I'm embarrassed about, uh, but the past is the past and you have to move on and, and grow from your immaturity as a young man. And so I was, again, very fortunate to um, come in contact with a mentor who took me under his wing and, and helped me realize some things. And this, like I said earlier, this, this life is wonderful and I've enjoyed it so much, but I'm not one of those people um, that chases animals because I want big horns. Um, did I do it as a younger man? Absolutely, I did. Do I enjoy chasing trophy animals? Yes, I do. But that's not, that's so insignificant compared to the bigger picture. Uh, I know in, for example, in, in Romans, uh, and I don't want to, you know, I'm not here to proselytize. I just, I'm a big believer in what's said in Romans for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. If I have to lecture someone who's an outdoors person and they can't see God in every little thing outdoors, then, then I don't know what to tell you. If I look at the mountains, I look at the birds, you know, I look at, I look at the animals that we chase after every little aspect of being out there. I know was created. It, it was not a cosmic accident. And in fact, you look at most, most of the, the quantum physicists today will tell you that, that uh, all the stuff that we used to look at in terms of evolution is an absolute joke. It could not have happened mathematically based on how things have, 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 have grown and, and how mechanisms operate. So I, you know, I enjoy deep conversations with people, even if they disagree with me. And uh, let's just go on. You know, I don't need to make an enemy because they don't agree with me. But to the extent that I can say, you might want to consider this and, and just know that at some point we're all going to go south. You know, we're all going to die and there's nothing to be afraid of. Uh, so, so I, you know, that like you, Dan, uh, my faith is, is first in my life, um, always will be. There's uh, certainly my family and my friends and all those things. But if you're not grounded on something, I've known an awful lot of people highly intelligent people who fell apart because they didn't have a, a rock solid foundation. So thank you for bringing that up, Dan. Not many people do just because spirituality is always awkward for people, which I don't understand. It's really what we're, what we're made of. So uh, hopefully you and I can share a camp someday and have deeper conversations. Mm, I would love to, man. I appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time to come on today and really just preaching some good words and some really helpful insights. Somebody who's lived it and knows a thing or two. Thank you for your wisdom guys. Learn more about wilderness athlete. You can check the show notes. I got a link in there. Like I said, I got that discount code for your first purchase only 30% off. So load up, take advantage, believe it. And uh, coach P keep on the good fight. I, I just love everything you're about, man. And thanks again for coming on today. Thanks, Dan, for having me on. Appreciate it, buddy. Awesome, guys. Remember, separation is in the preparation. We'll catch you on the next one. Awesome, man. I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. Coach P, thank you so much for your time. Guys, that, that dude's fire, man. He is... Uh, 
He's as legit as they come, and I just appreciate him getting on here. Man, that was uh, overdue. Known him a long time and still look up to him. Just a great, just a great man. So if you heard all that nonsense about, you know, becoming the best possible version of yourself and training hard and recovering and in the field nutrition, take advantage of our Wilderness Athlete discount code. It is ElkShape30. It knocks 30% off your first purchase. Make it a good one. Want to shout out to Phelps Game Calls for supplying all the elk Shape camps in 2021 with bugle tubes and diaphragm calls and lending me their marketing manager, Dirk Durham, to help me teach elk vocalizations. Thank you, Phelps. And 2022, oh my gosh, I already have like five locations picked out and we're going to be doing some, I, I can't talk about it yet, but soon enough, we still have a couple more camps to go. Uh, wanted to talk about crispy boots. I am definitely committed to wearing crispy. I, I tried them out. I tried some other brands too, because I've kind of just had my head down running the same brand for the last 10 years. I thought crispies were kind of trendy, I think is the right word. And I just didn't believe the hype. Tried them on wore. I tried like five different types on and pretty much fell in love. So Rocking and rolling with the crispy. So if you're in the market for boots, this is a good time of year. I would steer you towards probably the Colorados are my favorite. The guides are probably second and brick stalls. Also have the Thors and there's a couple other ones. But for now, maybe try those Colorados on. Find a local dealer. Get them from Black Ovis. Use your discount code uh, Elkshape. That'll knock 10% off. Speaking of discount codes, I got one with Stowaway Gourmet. For freeze-dried food, stocking up, use discount code ELK10. If you're doing some e-scouting or tag allocation research, want to learn how the draws work, want to dive deep into uh, data, check out Tag Hub from Eastman's. Discount code ELKSHAPE15 will take 15% off. Uh, Northwest Retention Systems for your holster. You need to pack the heat. Try the Scout. That's the chest holder. That's my favorite. Discount code Elkshape takes 10% off, no shipping and handling. And they even have a, an Elkshape branded one if you want to rock that. That'd be cool. Last but not least, the Elk Collective. Uh, that is something that I've, we've been working hard for almost a year now. We've got quite a few people signed up for that thing. 130 plus videos. We feature a lot of different elk hunters so you can learn different perspectives. And most importantly, have lots of different tricks in your bag because that's what it's going to take. We got people like Brian Barney and Ryan Lampers, myself, who do a lot more sneaking around. Then you got elk vocalizations from uh, Dirk Durham, Jason Phelps, Joel Turner, the Elk Nut, Chris Rowe, a bunch of really awesome subject matter experts that you can learn from. Uh, discount code is Elk Shape Podcast, all one word. That takes $25 off. Get on the Elk Collective and start studying. Separation is in the preparation. I appreciate you guys. You got a lot of options when it comes to podcasts. Thanks for choosing us. We'll catch you on the next one.